You're listening to Love Talk Live with the relationship expert, Jamie Bronstein, only on L.A. Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to Love Talk Live. I'm your host, Jamie Bronstein. And today I have with me Daniel Harold. Welcome. Hey, Jamie. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? It's a good day. It's a great day. It is. It's a great day to be alive. Absolutely. <laughs> Enjoying the spring. So you are in Oklahoma, correct? I am. It's a little bit dreary outside, but spring has sprung. And uh, this is kind of the tornado season for Oklahoma. So I'm just, you know, as an Oklahoman, it doesn't bother you that much, but you kind of have to deal with a lot of storms. But then the storms pass as in life, right? Exactly. That's right. <laughs> okay. So Daniel is an amazing man and entrepreneur. So I'm going to read to you guys a little bit about him and then we'll get into some great discussions. So Daniel Harold is a divorced dad of three daughters living in Tulsa, Oklahoma. He is one of the co-founders of Divorced Over 40, a group that provides community to divorced men and women across the United States who are ages 40 plus. This community provides support through content on its social media channels, as well as hosts events with a specific intention of fostering and cultivating friendships. The DO40 community has enabled Daniel to pursue his passion for writing, where he writes on several topics, including his own personal divorce journey, dating over 40, and being a dad to three daughters. This led him to create the Intentional Dating Club, an online dating community created that an online dating community created that provides techniques and tips on how to create a safer and more positive dating experience. He also hosts two podcasts, is on the board of directors of an advocacy group to fight romance scamming. We have to talk about that. And is currently advising several new and emerging dating apps. You can find Daniel most prominently on Instagram at Daniel.Herald. His name is spelled under his picture or on TikTok at Daniel Herald. So can we talk it's about there, the, right? <laughs> you, you, you do so much, but can we just talk about Cause I don't want to forget to talk about it. Um, the fighting that you're an advocate for romance scamming. That's, that's very, very current. So I love that you're doing that. Well, and you know, it's people don't realize it, but it's, it is a huge, huge industry. And I can't remember the recent numbers, but I think it's near a half of a billion dollars was scammed by people through the dating apps last year. And it happens. And, and there was another stat that I just recently read that said like 20 to 25% of the people that are scammed actually report it. So take 500 million times four, and you've got this big industry. And, you know, the reason why I got into that space and started to become more vocal about it is because everybody was using my pictures on dating apps. Like every week I get a different woman saying, Hey, are you on Bumble? Are you on Tinder? Are you on hinge? And there were all these people that were using my photos to try to romance scam women. And I just <laughs> well, kind of a compliment. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You kind of get flattered. You're like, okay, well, I guess I thought it was like your ordinary face. guy, right? But uh, several women end up actually giving money to the, you know, these people. And it really bothered me. And I was like, okay, there's got, and that's when I just started educating myself. And I found this advocacy group that all they do is they, they're a nonprofit and their vision is to help educate people 
about romance scamming, about identity theft as it pertains to online dating. And so it's something that I'm real passionate about. Well, it's so the timing is so interesting. I was just on someone else's podcast. It's called The Race for the Ring. And and she's she's a publicist journalist. She wanted to talk about the Tinder swindler and um, inventing Anna, I guess, which is another movie mm-hmm. and all this stuff. And um, so we did, we did a whole show on it. It's very interesting how these people are so intentional, which we're going to be talking about intentional, but in a good way. They're so intentional and just um, the energy around it just is so immoral. And well, and the technology, I mean, that's that was like the Tinder swindler, if you saw that, that was such an extreme of this flamboyant man that was actually physically dating. Most of the scammers, you know, they, you never even see them face to face, let alone on a camera. Uh, but the technology is improving so much where, you know, someone can be in Africa or someone can be in, which is where most of the romance scammers um, originate from several countries. And you can change your voice, you can change your uh, what you look like, you know, mm-hmm. and so a lot of these tools they're starting to use to really convince men and women that they're who they are, who they really are. It's kind of scary. So with this technology, how do I know that I'm actually talking to Daniel Harrell? Authentic <laughs> right. Daniel Harrell. Is this really you? Well, do I have any broken English? If I start having a little bit of broken English, then that might be your your clue, right? Yeah, like, are you really in Oklahoma? Is this a, your real accent? <laughs> okay. So one thing that I need to do is if you could just keep talking for a second and tell the audience about yourself, I need to do one thing with the window because there's a, there's a horrible glare. But please tell everybody about what you do in your daily life. Yeah. Besides for that. And I'll be right back. Absolutely. Um, you know, I'll, I'll maybe talk about my uh, how I got into the dating space. Um, you know, as, as you mentioned, Jamie, I created this divorce community um, and it was really meant to be a platonic non-dating support group. And obviously the, the two main topics that divorced men and women talk about, number one is their divorce. And number two is dating and just how toxic and how uh, disingenuous. I mean, I can use so many adjectives to describe online dating that people felt about it. And I was kind of sitting there going, I really had a great dating journey. My experiences, I mean, I didn't bat a thousand, but they were great. And that's what kind of created the platform to say, okay, there is a way to navigate this in a healthy way, in a safe way, in a way that makes it fun. Dating is supposed to be fun and exciting. You're supposed to get goosebumps. You're supposed to get butterflies in your stomach. And instead of like rolling your eyes every time you start swiping. And, you know, that's that's kind of my platform is to help people navigate it in a more intentional way. Well, I love that you say that dating is supposed to be fun because I have the same exact attitude about it. And I always try to encourage and inspire my clients to do exactly that, to have this positive attitude, to not make dating daunting, but to make it hopeful. And one of the things that I do with my clients is I always tell them that they can be selfish in dating because if you feel like you have to go on, the every date has to be two hours long 
and you do that and you go on lots of dates per week, it's going to feel like it's a chore and you're going to resent it. So I always say if you're if you're not happy on the date, you know, feel it out, then do what you need to do to just make it as short as possible and be as discerning as you want with even saying yes to dates. And, you know, it's all about it's all about you. So and I agree with you. I've been married to my husband for about eight years. However, when I was single, I thought dating was so fun. It was before the apps, but it was websites. And right. I mean, I met my my husband on Match, and it was it was an evening activity for me to go online, and I thought it was fun. It is fun, and I think that I think too often I use the analogy of like a, a, a horse race, and horses have these blinders on, and there there's a reason why is because if a horse sees what's next to them, they get distracted. And uh, you want them to stay focused straight ahead on what the what the prize is, right? Mm-hmm. And that's no different from dating. There's lots of um, negative characters. There's lots of toxic people. There's lots of people that are disingenuous. And if you can learn on the front end to filter those out and just kind of have those blinders on, well, you don't even see them because you're swiping left every time on them and you're moving them out of the way. And all you're focusing on are people that are healthy, intentional and aligned with what you want. And so that's how you make it fun. Learn how to filter better. Yes. I love, I love what you're saying. It's, it's like this negative bias that people have. And if you go on one or even five or 10 bad dates, that's what people tend to focus on versus, but what about all those wonderful dates that you had? And if you, if you can focus on those wonderful dates that you had, spiritually through the law of attraction, you will attract more of that coming forward. Yeah. And I think that speaking of law of attraction, I mean, I really think um, your attitude is everything when it comes to dating. And if you have a bad attitude going to dating, you're going to attract people that are going to kind of fuel the bad attitude. And if you're real positive and optimistic and you've got this healthy outlook on dating, um, those are the people that you're going to kind of attract. And look, we all go through cycles, I think, where you get a little bit of frustrated and it's okay to take a time out. Nobody's pressuring you to keep swiping, you know, get off the app, take a time out, focus on, you know, your mental state and getting healthy again and getting optimistic about dating before you jump back on. Because if you get that bad attitude, you're going to just start to attract that. Exactly. And once people learn this, get it and start seeing that it's validated, like start seeing that once they start doing this, it actually works, then they get all excited. But until then, they a lot of people like to be in this pity party and in this victim mode, but it's just not helpful. It, it just it does the opposite. It keeps you there. Yeah. And I don't know if you remember in your dating, but I mean, it never fails enough on that first date or even before the first date you in small talk, you're like, how's your date? How's it been on Bumble or how's it been on the dating app? And, you know, the answer that you want is, oh my gosh, I've really enjoyed it. I've enjoyed meeting people. It's been a great experience. The answers you normally get is a tirade of all the negativity. It's like all this venom that's kind of spewing out of people. And Mm -hmm. I'm telling you that turns people off, Mm -hmm. especially the healthy people. The healthy people that are intentional and are looking for someone when they hear that negativity, they're like, I don't want to be with this person. I don't want to go out with this person. And so that's why you just have to take the break. It's not, 
I'm not saying that there's never going to be a time when you feel negative or discouraged about it. But when you do feel those moments, it's time to kind of take a time out. Yes. And that's being really introspective, just very in touch with yourself and, and your needs. And along these lines, I always tell my clients to, speaking of the negativity thing, to not talk about your ex, at least right up off the, off the bat. And if you do, don't let it be negative, you know, to say, you know what, it just, it didn't work out, but not with all this negativity, because I so agree with you. It's so unattractive the way that somebody might be judging their ex or they're a horrible person or, cause then it also makes you think, well, why, why are we with them? And, and what's that all about? Cause you did, you were, you were the one that attracted them. Right. Right. You know, I always asked about the ex and I did it for that very reason, Jamie's because I wanted to see how they reacted. Mm, yeah. And so I'd be like, I, it was a very common question for me to say, Hey, why'd you get divorced? You know, cause they're going to ask me that eventually. Right. And I'd ask that real early because I wanted to see how they reacted. And I remember going to dinner, I went on this date and I didn't ask that question, but then I asked it at the dinner and literally the entire hour was all about how terrible of a human being that person was. That's all I heard. It was like, I was a therapist mm -hmm. and I was like, how quickly can I get out of this date? And so I asked the question because I want to see, and I encourage people to ask it maybe in a delicate way, because you want to see where their emotional state is. Have they healed from that trauma of a breakup? And have they had the, the self-awareness and the introspection to say, you know, I may have contributed to a failed relationship, not all the time. Right. But a lot of, and, and if you see someone that's kind of gone through the self-awareness and they say something, nothing but positive things about their ex or just, Hey, it just didn't work out. It really tells you kind of where they are in their healing journey and whether or not they're healthy enough to date. I could not agree more. And one thing that you said that is so attractive, it's just an attractive quality is owning, not blaming. And, you know, you said it doesn't happen necessarily in every relationship where it's because of both people, but I, I, I fully believe that in every relationship, it, you know, it takes two to tango. So it takes two to untangle in the relationship. Right, right. So, and nobody needs to be wrong. This isn't about being wrong, but it's, it's, um, nobody's like on this, you know, high throne and perfect. And the other person's a horrible is trash or anything. Right. Because these two people did decide at one point to be together, whether it's a marriage or a committed relationship. So there to, to own, to own and not to blame is such a mature, evolved characteristic and quality that a person can, can have. Well, and when someone owns that, I think it makes them more attractive. You yeah. know, even though they're owning that they did, um, did some things wrong or they contributed to the divorce. Um, you know, I think the, the exceptions that we obviously want to be sensitive about is if someone was abused in some way, right? right? If someone was physically abused and they left the marriage because of the, the abuse, whether it was severe uh, emotional, verbal abuse or physical, then obviously, you know, it's hard to say, well, you, you know, you probably, you did something to create that. But in most cases, when there, when that's not prevalent, you know, there, it's right. There's, it takes two to tango and there's always 
Um, and I think the people that are just have the self-awareness to recognize, okay, I played a part and I'm trying to make myself better in the next version of myself so that I don't fall into that same trap or those same behaviors. Yeah. 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 Unless you're intentional, we're going to get into intentional dating in a second. Unless you're intentional about your life and you do that work to heal, you're just going to keep recreating the same cycle. 100%. 100%. It's important to learn because everything in life happens for us, not to us. And everything is an opportunity for learning, growth and upliftment. Well, here's an example. So let's put it as a practical example. Um, whenever I got into a conflict with my ex, I would button up and I would play the passive aggressive role. I wouldn't really address the issue at hand and I'd just kind of withdraw. And I recognized that as I got out of my divorce, it was like, this isn't a very unhealthy behavior and I need to be willing to address the hard topics and the hard issues. And now that I'm in this relationship, you know, if, if, if stress comes into the relationship or there's a conflict, I'm like all in, I'm engaged. I want to hear what she has to say. I want to express my own feelings. And so that's something where I own, look, that behavior was nothing but detrimental to the marriage. It's what partially destroyed it, right? Yeah. I own it. And now yeah. I'm going to fix myself and make myself better in the next version of myself. I love it. And this is such a great, this is going to be such a great inspirational show because you're a good man. And I have to say there, I have, I have male and female clients. Um, and a lot of my women single clients, they, they just haven't seen a lot of good men out there. And I tell them that obviously that they exist, you know, you have to have hope, you have to believe law of attraction. So um, I might just share this episode with all of my female clients to show them that, that you're such a great model of a really good man who's well, done the work. You know, and I, I hear that a lot too. And because I do a lot of lives and I, I tell people, look, there are some great men of integrity with great character that are emotionally available that are looking for a serious monogamous committed relationship. They are out there, but they're gems and you can't just walk down the street and pick a gem off the street. You got a mind for it. It requires effort to find them. And so you just have to be willing to roll your sleeves up to find them, but they're out there. And what's so, so cool about this club that I've created is there's a couple of women that have found their gem. They've found their plus one and they stayed in the club because now they're posting pictures of them with their boyfriend and their journey along the way. And someone posted this morning and it brought me to tears because I, and I, my comment was exactly what you said. There are good men out there. See, and I was pointing to the picture of them, of this woman with her boyfriend. Oh, I love it. Um, so do you want to talk a little bit about the, this club? The yeah. Well, when I got into the dating space, uh, because I wanted to, I enjoyed, communicating how to navigate it. I didn't really want to get into coaching um, probably because I just, I don't have a, I kind of have a short, I'm not very patient. And so I know coaching requires a lot of patience, but what I re recognized in dating and it was kind of similar with divorces, there's no community. You know, there's great coaches, there's matchmakers. There's a lot of people that serve the industry, but it's a lot of times it's in a teacher student kind of level. Mm -hmm. And there's not a lot of people being able to communicate. And I don't know if you remember when you were single, but 
I hated talking to my friends about dating. I never talked to my family about dating. And so it's, you feel like you're out on an island. See, I'm a girl you know? and I loved dating. So I told everybody, but go okay, on. <laughs> well, the way, yeah, if you have a good experience, right? And, um, and I was like, why don't I, why don't I create this community, a club where we, I have like-minded men and women who can go in there and feel safe about talking about their dating journey. And then what I come in, then is I come in and I sprinkle knowledge uh, mm -hmm. based on people like yourself and other people that are experts in the field and kind of feed them. And so I created what's called the intentional dating club for that very reason. It's a membership only club. And it's really meant what I really underestimated was just the amount of community that it's created where people are in there and they're saying, Hey, what do you think about this text response? Or how should I approach this woman? How does my dating app look like with this picture? People are going in there and they feel safe. And that's what I wanted to create was a community where people could feel safe and learn about how to be better daters. I, I just love it. And when did you start this? I started in December and I really haven't promoted it other than just on, in my lives. I've got about 150 people now in the group. Oh my um, God. You know, it's anywhere from 35 to, I have a couple of early 70 year old women that are in there, which I love. Um, a lot, you know, majority women, but a lot of some men are starting to creep in there. And um, from all across the world, I mean, we, we have people from Kenya, we've got a woman from Greece, Mexico, it's really a, a worldwide club. And it's, it's so fun to see how it's evolving and growing. And it's, it's become a passion of mine. Well, good for you. I feel like, I mean, you started in, in December, and you already have 150 ish. So think about the numbers. I mean, it's going to be huge. And I can feel when you're passionate about something, then it ends up being su successful. So yeah, and I, you know, I and honestly, when people leave, it's it's like a time to rejoice because and I've had probably 50 or 75 people leave because they found relationships. So, you know, I feel like those are times to rejoice. It's not a club that you're going to be a part of for the rest of your life, but right. it's a club to, to help you in the journey and really encourage you and inspire you to date um, and to learn kind of how to navigate because so many people come out of divorces. They've been married 15, 20, 25 years and the the game is so different, you know, yeah. with online dating and how to navigate it. That's why a lot of people are susceptible to romance gaming just because they just don't know what they don't know. And so those are kind of the tips that I try to provide in there is to help people become more aware of trying to figure out who they're talking to, trying to, to discern intent, mm -hmm. trying to determine alignment, all with the notion of protecting your time. Your time is, valuable protect it don't always say yes to your point be able to say no set your boundaries and can and protect your mental health and you don't want people to trigger you and so those are kind of the premises or the foundations of what i try to teach in the club yeah and my favorite topic is intuition and so it sounds like you're teaching these people just to trust themselves yeah and it's it's hard to i think i think the ability to trust yourself the ability to read people is a learned trait. A lot of people oh, yeah. don't have that skill set, right? Yes. And you, and a lot of times we ignore the clues that are right there in front of us because we're enamored with the flirting or the butterflies or the fact that that person looks hot or is really attractive mm -hmm. and we don't listen to the words. And so 
I'm a big believer that you've got to learn to trust yourself. You've got to trust that gut. Woman's intuition is more powerful than anything. Trust your gut and take things slow because the slower you go, the more you're able to read these consistent clues or more clues that'll pop up that'll say, uh-oh, this is a problem or, oh, this person is, you know, exactly what I what I need and want. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to be clear on that, to be clear on who you are and and what you need and want. Right. Um, there was something I was going to say. I can't remember. Um, anyhow, maybe it'll come to me. So in the meantime, how can people find you? How can people join the group? You have two groups. You have your divorce over 40 group and then your intentional dating group, correct? Yes. So think of it as if you just need community and friendships, platonic friendships, and you're divorced, divorced over 40. If you want to join a group to help you learn how to navigate dating healthier and in a safer way, intentional dating club. You can find both on my Instagram, which is my my full name with a dot in between. And I've got a little hyperlink in my bio and it's got all of my information in there, including where to go, depending on what you need. Okay, wonderful. And as always, everybody can find me at therelationshipexpert.com. Um, I think what I was going to say was just a continuation of, of trusting yourself and going with that, that we are the experts of ourselves. You don't need to ask a million people what you should do. Right. We, you, the answer is always within. So I like that you say go slow, you know, because to get quiet, I think this is what I was going to say also at the beginning, there's the, the honeymoon period where your neurotransmitters are just firing like crazy. So it's hard for you to see things. And also I think a lot of more women than men have this the reason why they stay in a relationship with the red flags is because they have this scarcity mentality versus abundance mentality. Like you said, you know, this hot guy, he brings all of this to the table, but, but those butts are huge red flags. They might be thinking, am I ever going to get another hot guy again? Or who knows what they're thinking? So it's this scarcity mentality, but the truth is that there's abundance out there and they, nobody should settle. The right man is out there for for all them. Yeah. And if there's one thing I'd add is I think a lot of times when you're not trusting yourself, it could be because you haven't healed. And I, you know, just being a divorced man and going through my own healing and dealing with the divorce community, it, I'm, I'm such a big advocate that you really need to be emotionally healed from that trauma, your divorce, before you dive into dating, particularly intentional dating. You can casually date. But when you're ready to start getting serious, you need to be healed and you can't be looking back in the rear view mirror. And I think too often, you know, because of the scarcity, which is such a great point, you dive into dating thinking my my clock is ticking. I got to go find someone. You're not healed. So you don't trust yourself. Mm-hmm. And you have all these insecurities about yourself and the relationship. And it just leads to bad experiences. So our message today, our PSA is do that work, feel healed, feel full and whole so that you can go in and attract that, ma- that match that is aligned with your authentic self. So you can be happy. 100%. That's right. And, in and, love. When, and when do you know that you're complete? When dating is kind of an afterthought, 
it's not the first thing that you're focused on when you're like, I'm a complete human being. I love my life. I'm happy being single. And if somebody comes into my life, that's icing on the cake. As you are intentionally dating, but you don't have an attachment to the outcome. That's a, that's it. I feel like we're finishing each other's sentences a little bit here. <laughs> I know. It's great. I love it. <laughs> we're a good team. Okay. Well, thank you so much for doing my show today. You've been an excellent guest. You have so much to offer. And I hope anybody who's watching, I'm sure people will be reaching out to you to join your clubs. Well, thank you so much for having me on. It's an honor. Thank you. And everybody join us every Monday at 2 p.m. Pacific. Love Talk Live on LA Tech Radio. Thanks so much, everyone. Thank you, Daniel. See ya. You're listening to Love Talk Live with the relationship expert, Jamie Bronstein, only on LA Talk Radio.